Welcome to Oy Vey Isn't a Strategy, Success Solutions for Work and Life, with Deborah Grayson Regal, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast, Life's a Project, Project Management Tips for Everyone. This is your coach, Deborah Grayson Regal. I am thrilled today to bring to you a very special guest. His name is Michael Regal. The Regal part may sound a little bit familiar. This is my husband, and my husband Michael has just launched a new company called Engineers Are People Too, Management Skills for Technical Professionals. And one of the great talents that Michael brings to his work, but also brings to our family and to my life personally, is his ability to treat anything as a project and apply his tips, tools, and techniques, and many, many years of experience of project management to anything that we've got going. So I can certainly tell you that uh, I am constantly overwhelmed by uh, the projects that my kids bring home from school, the work projects that I have, and when I am feeling like I'm pulling my hair out, uh, it's pretty lucky that I've got somebody right down the hall that I can go to. So Michael, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm I'm really excited to be talking to you today about project management. Number one, I know it's a professional interest for you, but number one, I know that it is a, a personal interest for you as well. And so my first question is, I know there are professional project managers, there are people who get certified in project management. What do the hoi polloi, what do regular people who aren't professional project managers need to know about project management? Well, that's a great question. I think, firstly, the vast majority of people uh, are project managers. They probably just don't recognize themselves as project managers, and the vast majority of project managers probably are not certified as project managers. So, um, and essentially, project management and project managers really come down uh, on the side of organizing their activities to uh, best use their time. Um, so whether it is a project at your house, a project at work, um, some kind of you know uh, project your kids are bringing home that you need to get involved with, uh, project management really comes down to how do you start to organize the activities in a logical manner uh, to get from beginning to end, as opposed to trying to go at things sort of in a scattered approach and hope for the best. So it reminds me a little bit of, uh, you know, the Jeff Foxworthy bit, you know, you may be a redneck if. So you may be a project manager if what? Uh, You may be a project manager if um, you find yourself going for your calendar on a regular basis. Uh, You may be a project manager if you find yourself uh, waking up in the middle of the night going, oh, I got to do this first, and then I have to do this, and then I have to do this. Um... There is, um, you know, yes, so Jeff Foxworthy had a very interesting perspective on being a redneck. Um, You know, project managers probably have a very interesting perspective on being a project manager. Uh, And, you know, coming from the industries I come from, which tend to focus on technical professionals, um, it probably takes it even one step further in terms of uh, technology, in terms of... um, process, uh, you know, engineers tend to um, 
like to put a lot of structure around the, the things that they do. Yes, and, and I don't know anybody in this day and age who isn't involved in technology in some way. And I think part of becoming project managers in our personal lives and professional lives is figuring out how to make the technology work for us rather than against us. Well, and, it, and it's also understanding what technology is needed um, what technology is wanted, uh, and what, what technology is sometimes getting in the way. Um, I remember, you know, as a, you know, when I first started working after college, um, we used mainframe computers. Uh, my next job, we, we had shared desktop computers. Man, uh, you're old. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we had no cell phones. Um, we had no Blackberries. Uh, but somehow we managed to get our work done. Um, you know, and, and as the years have gone by, you know, we've introduced technology in terms of uh, the work that we do, and it's enabled us to do th more things in a shorter period of time. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're doing things better or smarter. We're just doing a greater volume of work. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. So you're, you have deep experience in, in technical fields, and I'm assuming that most of the people listening to this are, uh, are not necessarily involved in anything where they have a formal title of project manager or where they're technical. So let's go a little bit back to square one. What is a project? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. I did a, a course recently for a group of folks who are not technical, um, and we started talking about what is a project. And, you know, when you boil a project down to its, you know, real core, it's a temporary um, activity. Uh, it's got defined tasks. Uh, it's got specific resources that you need. Uh, and you're trying, at the end, you there's an end result, a specific end result. You're not trying to um, you know, you may be trying to cure cancer if that's your um, area of expertise. Uh, but we tried to make the distinction between activities which are regular activities which happen every year uh, versus a project which is, you know, a defined period of time. Uh, so let me interrupt so, for yeah. a second. So if you have something that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and a particular purpose, and it happens once a year, would it be a yearly project? You could view it as a yearly project if it becomes an iterative process. You get to the end of the project, you start to reevaluate what worked, what didn't work, and then you, you have a period of time, maybe it's four months, six months, where you sort of lay fallow, and then you pick it up again. So, for example, annual performance reviews, would that be considered a project? Um, that that's a good that's a good example because for me having supervised staff um, to me that was an ongoing part of my job um, that you know manage my managing my staff supervising my staff interacting with my staff really all fed into a a performance review we would do an annual review at a defined period of time but for me. Uh, essentially, that review period was going, you know, around the, the entire calendar. Um, I have a uh, deep appreciation for education. Uh, my father was a school principal. Um, I have friends who are, who are educators, uh, and we started to get into this concept of um, uh, curriculum development and the issues around 
um, scheduling of classes, and you know all the things that that occur within a within a school, um, and what they viewed as a project, really are the things that are everyday activities. Uh, so a school principal is constantly um, aware of you know the scheduling of classes, how many students, you know, those are things that are not necessarily a project, but if the school is starting to entertain the concept of uh, physical construction, adding onto the building, adding a new element to their educational process, that can really be looked at as a project. But the things that happen on a day-to-day -day basis, year-to-year -year basis, really sort of fall outside the the bounds of what we would really consider a project. So what you're really saying is for all of us who go, oh my God, this is just another project, we actually really need to define terms. So before we move on from this, can you just very quickly tell us those four criteria again of what is a project? Yes. So bottom line it, the four things. Bottom line, uh, temporary. Yes. So you're going to do it once and then you're going to move on to the next activity. It's going to have defined tasks. So within that project, you need to do four different things and only those four things. It's going to have specific resources. So who's going to be responsible? When are they going to be responsible? How much is it going to cost? Mm -hmm. And you're going to have a unique product or service or result at the end. Okay. So that's what is a project. And I think you've also covered in that answer what isn't a project. So something that is ongoing, something that maybe doesn't have a particularly defined outcome wouldn't be considered a project, right? right. Okay, good. So... Thinking about all of us listening to this who don't have the title of project manager but are starting to get the sense of we are probably managing projects anyway, what are some project management skills that we're probably using in our day-to-day -day lives that we don't necessarily think of as project management skills? I think the first <clears throat> really is the concept of planning. Um, we, you know, in our regular, you know, regular day-to-day -day lives are constantly planning. Uh, we don't think of it necessarily. We go, oh, we got to go to, you know, the kids have, uh, you know, this activity on this day and, and I have a meeting on this day and you're starting to figure out who's going to do pickup and babysitters and those are all planning activities which, you know, they probably fall under the category of, you know, uh, regular day-to-day -day activities, not necessarily a project. But the skill associate, the skill and and um, component of planning that falls within you know that purview is applicable whether you're trying to plan your regular activities or you're planning uh, you know the activities of a project. Okay, so one skill that many of us use in a day-to-day -day world that is related to project management is the skill of planning. What's another one? Uh, I think the the concept of budget. And budgeting your your both your time and your money mm. um, really is applicable to both project management and you know real life. Um, you know, for most of us, you know, uh, balancing a checkbook or you know managing you know a vacation fund or you know whatever that you know element is that you're dealing with in terms of budgeting your time and money uh, is within your personal life as well as within the project management. Um, you know, sort of uh, suite of skills that you need to uh, to consider. Okay, so we've got planning, we've got budgeting. What would another one be? Uh, the one that I always uh, sort of um, enjoy is the, um, in project management, you know, developing your uh, key performance indicators. So 
in the business world, project management world, we are dealing with uh, you know costs or schedule or you know timelines um, within our personal lives. You know what are your key performance indicators? Uh, is it your if you're running a business? Is it your ability to gain new clients? Uh, if you are you know working with your kids, what's their key performance indicator? You know they're taking tests. They're getting you know they're getting grades. You can start to see what the uh, impact is on their success versus the time that they're expending for um, studying for a test. If they study for an hour on a test and they get a 90 or 95, you know, that's... You must be talking about our kids, of course, (laughs) when you say 90 or 95, naturally. Uh, But if they're spending a half hour and they're not doing as well... um, then there's you start to get the the interplay between the indicator and the level of effort that's being expended. So when you say key performance indicator, I often think of a question that I ask my coaching clients, which is, "What would success look like for you?" Is that is that question aligned with what you're talking about? Yeah, and I think that the key performance indicators, as you start, whether it's a project or you know, it, it's really setting the expectations of you know, what you want for this project so that those indicators are your guideposts along the way. So that if your project is geared towards, uh, you know, a financial, you know, goal or for a uh, scheduling, you know, from a time perspective, um, those indicators along the way really are guiding you and bring you back toward your mission or your goal Mm. as opposed to, you know, letting you go, you know, very far afield. So because the name of your company is Engineers Are People Too, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. You're talking about sort of measuring different benchmarks against the ultimate goal. How should people be feeling along the way, right? So you've got the sort of black and white key performance indicators, but sometimes many of us rely on feeling or gut what are what is a, a feeling somebody might have to know that yeah we're we're on target here? Um, there is that's a good question. Within you know within a lot of technical fields, we very much fall back onto data. We like to make data driven decisions. Um, you know if you can't if you can't put a number to the page. You know, it's it's not valid. I completely remember the statistical analysis you did when deciding whether or not to propose to me. That you came to me with your uh, three, port- three spreadsheets, with and, your yeah. three spreadsheets and your three ring binder, and said the numbers indicate that this could work. <laughs> yes. Okay. And, and I and um, I I, uh, I his name escapes me right now. Um, there was a, a gentleman who was on Oprah Winfrey's show a number of years ago who talked about. Um, fear. Gavin De Becker. Yeah. Gavin, yes. Yeah. The Gavin, gift of fear. Yeah. So Gavin De Becker talks about. You watch Oprah? Not very often. Okay. <laughs> but I read a lot. Um, so Gavin De Becker talks about um, you know really embracing your fear uh, and embracing that that feeling you get that you know something maybe isn't quite right. And I think that that works in the business world as well that there are days you go to work, you go, you know, something just doesn't seem quite right. You know, the the person who I'm working with, who's on my team, is a little bit off. Um, you know, and we're all people, and we're all dealing with personal issues. Um, even technical professionals. Even technical professionals. Yes. Um, and we deal with, you know, so we're dealing with 
personal issues as well as project issues. And I, I'm just going to interrupt for a second here because it's so interesting that for you, an indicator, an emotional indicator is fear or gut sense that something's going wrong. And when I work with my clients, I ask them to sort of look at the gut sense that things are going right. So are you starting to get tingling? Is your heart racing? Which is kind of interesting in our personal lives because you are such an optimist and I am so surprisingly a pessimist uh, that this is a nice window into our marriage. And I need to move us along. Is that okay? Okay. okay so here's what I'd like you to bottom line for us. Okay, what three project management skills that we might not be already doing naturally do you think would be important to help all of us move further and faster in our personal and professional lives? Um, well, I think the first is there is a, a tremendous value in setting clear expectations. Okay. Uh, if you go into a project or an activity without a sense of what do you want it to look like at the back end, the likelihood of getting from you know point A to point Z uh, in a logical manner with a with a positive outcome is probably um, the probability is uh, diminished. And can we add to the setting the clear expectations, the communicating and negotiating the clear expectations? Yes. So it's it's not just having the expectations and having them within your head, but if you have a project team, getting it getting that information out to them so that they can. Um, get on board with it. Right. And so when you say project team, I want to use some other language that uh, our listeners might relate to, which could be staff or board or committee or Absolutely. family, right? Absolutely. Okay. What else do we need to add to our bag of tricks? Um, so I think clear expectations is the first one. Um, I think the second would be uh, probably having um, uh, understanding, you know, a general sense of of um, the challenges you may face along the way. So, uh, anticipating roadblocks. Anticipating roadblocks. Yeah. I think that, you know, if you can anticipate the roadblocks and what some of them may, may be, it gives you the ability to upfront say, if this happens, here's an approach we could take. Mm -hmm. um, if this, you know, if something else happens, you know, we're going to take a different tack. Um, and I think that the roadblocks generally are the, are the things that. I mean, they're, road, they're called roadblocks for a reason. Um, they get in the way and they prevent us from, from moving forward. Or sometimes just slow us down. Or just slow us down. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and I think the third thing, uh, the third skill from, from a project management perspective, which probably is, um, having come from a technical field, uh, is have the conversations. Have the conversations with, with the people you are, it, it really comes back to the communications. Um, that understand that people have different styles and they hear things differently. Um, I may say something and they may hear it completely differently and um, they go off and, and start to, to do their thing and you know, three weeks later you go, well, that's not what I wanted. Wow, you must be married, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that you know, having the clear communications and making sure that everyone understands the message and the message gets... Um, conveyed in a uh, proper way for everyone to, to act in the best interest of whatever the project is. That's great. This is great advice. These are great tips and tools to layer into the natural skills that we may already bring to the things that we are not calling projects, but providing a project framework might help us all get a little further and get a little faster and have a little more downtime. Absolutely. So my last question for you, Michael, is this, uh, and I'm sure everybody who's listening is wondering, Michael, Am I a project? 
Well, I'll bring it back to the original question. Is there an end? And on that note, uh, Michael, I want to thank you so much for spending time with me and uh, contributing to our listeners' knowledge base about uh, project management skills that everybody can use. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and I will speak to you next time. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Oyve is in the Strategy. We invite you to write a review on our iTunes page and comment on our show page at jcastnetwork.org slash oive. The opening and closing music for the oive podcast is Responsibility by Naomi Less. Her album, The Real Me, is available on Amazon, iTunes, and CBB.